Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and today is our final episode of the 2019-2020 season, where we will mainly focus, of course, on the Champions League final, which saw Bayern Munich crown champions, and also touch on other news around the Premier League. Before we get on to the game, mate, and any other news, I've just got to say, this is our 85th Two Robbies wow. season. That's, I mean, more PNCs than Wolves in, in the season. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's in a very special season, a very elongated yeah. season. We mm. finally get to our 85th pod and we get to the Champions League final, uh, Mr. Musto. And yeah. we uh, discuss it. It wasn't quite the swashbuckling, wham bam goals and attacking threats that everybody had predicted before the game. In some respects, defences were on top, forwards didn't have such a great day. Yeah, that, that's, uh, the forwards didn't have a great day uh, in general, particularly PSG's forwards, we'll get on to that. Um, but I still love the game, Rob, mm-hmm. loved it. I mean, two, two, you know, now massive football clubs with massive star players. Um, we know the teams very, very well. We've watched them get to this point. We were fascinated on, on how it was going to pan out. And I think there's so much information there over a period of time that we kind of, it was kind of quite easy to kind of predict it really with, with mm-hmm. Bayern Munich's, possession, steadiness, togetherness, teamwork against the more flamboyant, but also defensively tough PSG side. And it was the classic kind of possession, territory, build-up play against the sitting in the little bit because you're kind of forced to do that with Bayern's build-up play and then the threat on the counter-attack. We said that from the start, Rob. Um, We said that PSG were going to be really interesting in this game and given the opportunities and given those front players, we saw opportunities of that. They had chances to score goals in this game, Rob, and, and that will be their, their obvious regret coming away from this match. We saw the tears of Neymar afterwards and Mbappe had chances as well. Di Maria, uh, Marquinhos in the second half had a chance to score as well. Um, but it's pretty obvious if you, if you don't take opportunities because it's the counter-attacking style. You ain't going to get a ton of them. You're not going to get a ton. The supply line wasn't always to, to Mbappe and Neymar. They were starved of the ball in many situations. They were running back to defend fullbacks, yeah. which is all part of the tactical side of things. So I thought it was a fascinating game, mate. I didn't want it to end. Um, and, and for me, deserve winners. Best yeah. team in, in Europe this season. They've won every single game in this competition Rob this this year's um, version of it which is obviously a little different which nobody's ever done before I thought they were outstanding both with and without the ball Um, so that's kind of my general kind of big picture initial thought mate what about yours yeah similar so although we I think pre-game everyone was thinking about the the attacking elements of both teams who, who can obviously score goals but I thought there was a defensive discipline in both the teams, a good setup in both the teams. Thomas Tuchel said after the game, I thought it was, was, was quite an important point, where he said, you know, for long periods of the game, we have to keep it a nil-nil game to give us a chance. You're playing against one of the best teams in Europe. And as you say, Mbappe was running back at times and getting foots mm. in and doubling up with his fullback and, and, and Neymar was doing the job. But for them, the disappointment will be on the odd occasions when you do get your chances, you've got to take them. You know, he, he said to call it could have been a one-nil game for us in, in different circumstances, and we got something mm-hmm. to hold on to uh, and buy an am. But again, you have to tip your hat to Hansi um, Flick and, and the team. You know, to, to take Perisic out of the team that was that was 
doing lovely and, and put coming in there and, and say, okay, it brings a bit more pace, maybe brings us a little bit more threat. It's a big call by, by the manager and, and obviously Coman comes up with a goal that becomes the winner. Um, yet again, you, you have to say, his team are well drilled, well set up. They can do it a number of ways by minute. We've seen them open up and put eight pass, pass four, so when that is required and they can also dig in, be, be difficult to play against and win, it, win a final 1-0. Mm. Yeah, and, and also, I always think as well, when people say, oh, it could have been so much different, you forget there's a big chunk of game to go after PSG maybe yeah. takes one of their chances. You, you know, Bayern can play in different ways. They can open up. You know, the game changes on goals. If you don't take them, there's no point for me looking back, what if? Because who knows what happens after that? Just a couple of things on the tactical side of things, Rob, which I, I thought was fascinating. Um, obviously, with the, with the way that Bayern build up, First, no, first of all, let's, let's talk about the pressing because yeah. my yeah. first note was, wow, strong, early, high, energetic yeah. press from Bayern Munich. Yeah. And, and jumping towards the second half, it didn't stop. So that's one thing I, I remember I tweeted out, Rob, is I, I was like shocked at the effort. And of every single player from Thomas Muller running back from number 10 and nicking the ball back, from Goretzka in midfield and from those defenders and every player working hard without it, pressing, pressing, high pressing. I mean, we know, Rob, that's hard to do because you, that's a lot of energy. I mean, this is, this is in the summer in Portugal. I mean, I, I couldn't believe from, from the first yeah, the, the whole game, yeah. Bayern Munich pressed PSG. And, and that, that, for me, was the most important part of this game. It stopped, it, it made PSG track back. It stopped yeah. them being able to get hold of the ball, Rob, and, and in the midfield and to turn and to open up and say, well, there's Mbappe. There you go. There's a little ball over the top, which they did, like you said, maybe once or twice. That, that stranglehold on PSG was yeah. something that they couldn't get out of. The, the press at times, there was a couple of times I wrote down, and, and I mean, PSG were you almost thinking, wow, you got away with that one, or the one where I think it's Kim Pepe in the box, yes, too, right. and Mullers nearly nicked it off him. I mean, yeah. to be doing that, for, as you say, for 90 minutes, is that you've got to be well set up, you've got to be fit, you've got to have a bit of drive and desire, because if somebody, if one person doesn't press when you go, when they play through you, you're in trouble. Yeah. I mean, it, You've got to know that as I go, my teammates come in, my teammate behind them's coming in, it's all drilled. And so, as you say, there were times when PSG were then there, the defensive half, just trying to keep hold of possession because mm. the, 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 the line dress was so strong. Yeah, and, and that was the key. Because if they can beat the press, Rob, then yeah. somebody gets free in midfield, yeah. he gets his head up and they've got tremendous pace as well. Another, another tactical point I want to ask you about. Now, this is interesting because when you look at this PSG team, Rob, and you look at the front three, and I look at the, the defensive side of it, I'm kind of, I know it's not, not the same, but with that amount of talent and in some ways not two-way players in, in Mbappe, Neymar and Di Maria, they don't really want to come back and help. No, they had to. Um, but in Paredes, Marquinhos and under Herrera, three workers. I thought it was a little, they were a little similar to Liverpool in the way that Liverpool play in terms of the three guys in midfield will, will trot across each side if needed and they'll work to, to, to cover those spaces. Now, I'll ask you a question, because I, I know I, I'd, I'd be so tempted to do this if I was Thomas Tuchel coaching this team, and it's risky. Di Maria and Mbappe, Rob, I mean, there was some rotation there, sometimes Neymar wide, but mostly Mbappe on the left and Di Maria on the right of, those, of the front three. Yeah. Wouldn't it be tempting, given that there's three good working players for PSG in midfield, yeah. and a pretty strong back four, by the way, they've been very, very good all season long, 
Wouldn't it be tempting to say Mbappe and Di Maria, stay high. Yeah, yeah, well, don't don't come back with the fullbacks. Number one, they're offering a, 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 a certainly more of a frequent threat to, threat to get out with a through ball. And yeah. number two, I'm not sure that Bayern Munich's fullbacks would go yeah. forward, Rob, okay. allowing those two players to stay right. high. You've got, you've got three guys in PSG midfield that could, could I think they could cover across the field yeah. and let those, like Liverpool do, with Mane, for the most part, I mean, they sometimes they have to come back, but Salah and Mane mostly play high. They allow those three, three to stay high, and those midfield players, the Liverpool guy, the engine room, to fill that space. I think, in my opinion, it would have been slightly risky, but yeah. I'll tell you, what, I'd love to have seen that. I'd love to have seen that from early on, and it would have stopped Bayern Munich going forward, and yeah. definitely, definitely more opportunities for PSG, because when they got them, they looked threatening to get in behind Kimmich on that side. It's do you, would you think that's a policy? Exactly know where you're coming from. And, it, and it's a risk, isn't it? Because especially Davies down this left-hand side, Davies and Cummins on the, on the left-hand side. I mean, he's going to fly forward now. Are you going to restrict him? It's a game of chess. If I, yeah. if I stick him out there, if I stick Neymar out there, or give him a run and say, right, don't come back. If I stick one on the other side. But when you look at, at Liverpool's front three, I think the difference between PSG's front three and Liverpool's front three is... Liverpool's front three are geared to win the ball back. The amount of times Mane, Firmino, Salah... Initially, was, Rob, on that, on that counter, that counter press, initially are there to win it yeah, better than these three. Guys, I don't really get the sense that the PSG guys are that. I think they worked hard, they did their job in getting back in certain positions, they nicked the ball back once or twice in the half But You can almost see it's not really what they want to do. It's not really what gets the best of them. With the Liverpool team, I kind of feel... That, that money, that builds his momentum. He runs back, he nicks a toe, he's off again, that counter-press, and they're on. So, slightly different players who, who bring something different. But it, it's an interesting point where they, you know, could Chuckle have said, stay up, stay up, you know, let him go once or twice. Just a little higher. Yeah, but just, or just a little higher, Rob, in between. So, it just makes him think, are you going to go then? Because if you go, and, and, and what's, what's the, the... I can let my fullback go. I mean, maybe you could do it on one side, you know. Kea on that side, right side for PSG, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a naturally good defender. But, I mean, they're naturally good def- defensively. It's just trying to figure out from Bayern's point of view and their fullbacks, which fullback you, you prefer. So, so, Alfonso Davies may be on that side, yeah. which, would, uh, which would have been Di Maria. He's got to come back. But on the other side, yeah. on Kimmich, you know what? Stay high. And Kimmich, you go if you want. We'll a cheat position, don't we? Like, sort yeah. of cheat on him. Just stay the other side and let him know that you're that side. And it's one of those, if once or twice PSG can, can release Mbappe out that left-hand side, all of a sudden yeah. Kimmich won't go. Kimmich will be told to sit in and stay. It's, it's that game. So, so because, because Kimmich, Kimmich was like, you know what, I can, I can go here. And he yeah. went all the time. He creates, the, he creates the cross for the goal. So that, that's exactly, you know, that, that's, the, that's the risk where fullbacks can create things as well. I just thought that was kind of an interesting tactical part. Um, I mean, other than that, Rob, you know, on the PSG side, a lot, a lot of talk afterwards about Neymar and yeah. about uh, Kylian Mbappe and yeah. what they did or didn't do. What's your take? How disappointed in it, in the game for them, given the way that... the enormity of the game and the situation and the, their position in world football, that it was, a, it was an opportunity for them to to take centre stage, certainly Neymar, and, and take hold of the game and, and obviously win a trophy that's going to elevate him and put him in the conversations of the, the next era, apparent to Ronaldo and, and Messi. But 
in many respects, the game didn't allow them to do that. It wasn't like they had tons of possession. It wasn't like they had tons of, of good support and, and the ball in good areas where they could, you know, they could necessarily hurt. So I think it's a little unfair to kind of go, oh, typical Neymar doesn't show up on a big day. The team wasn't that well set up. Maybe if he was in a Bayern Munich team, he might have seen the best win. But, you know, the harsh reality will be that people will say, hmm, you know, big chance for him again. If that's Ronaldo, if that's Messi, when they're in Champions League finals, they go on and win it for their team. Neymar, like a, I was watching the game with a friend and he, and he said to me, Neymar always dis- disappoints you, doesn't he? And I kind of went, gosh, I know what you mean. Well, he doesn't always disappoint you, just that some days it doesn't quite happen for him, maybe as it, as it has with Ronaldo and Messi in, in, in the past. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, given this stage and given the fact they both had opportunities and chance to score, it, 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 of course it's disappointing. Um, but I think you're right. I mean, I think when, when, you, when you're restricted in general play and when you've got to get your backside back and, and track fullbacks, it's not ideal what they want to do. But given the opportunities in front of goal, they're paid a huge amount of money, Rob. And, and, and it's not about just about them, of course. The whole team uh, is involved here. But they are the superstar players. They're the ones, as you said, that can take centre stage and elevate themselves onto a whole new level in the game. And they haven't done it. I, I do think Kylian Mbappe is a is a, a absolute future star. I'd love to see him move football club, Rob, and play in a different team and learn some different things and play against it on a different level week in week out to take his game to another level because I think he's got that. Neymar, I'm just you know he's such a talented player, but how many times are we going to expect greatness from him and, it, and he doesn't deliver? Again, difficult situation, but yeah. but even by the way in the, was it the quarter final he missed a couple of chances. Yeah. He's had a few, hasn't he? Yeah. Missed a lot. For, for yeah. a player of his talent, like the, the opportunities that he has and squanders um, is disappointing. Um, but it was just, yeah, a, a game that I just thought that the team, we, Rob, we, you tipped PSG just, I think, yeah. and I just said, yeah. all right, I'll just go with the, with the kind of the machine-like team. And it came out on top again, Rob. And, yeah, and this yeah. team and Hansi Flick, the job that he's done since, I think it was November, wasn't it? Taking over from Colbert. Yeah, 33 wins in 36 games. Remarkable. Yeah, and changed the, the look of the team. Afonso Davis at left back has been fantastic. Thomas Muller, we've talked about many times. And just, just, just the way that the team played. Goretzka in midfield, got to love him. Love his tenacity. And there was a bit of a fracas, Rob, and he steamed over and throw some pushing people out the way. Yeah. Um, just on the, on the, just think about, just makes me think about the, um, some of the penalties caused. So there's a lot of talk afterwards about um, VAR and where was it in, in a couple of um, <clears throat> instances. I remember two that were getting talked about. Uh, Kingsley Coman went through first half, Rob, and there was a shoulder from the fullback on that side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give me, did you, can you, what do you think? I mean, it, it, I know what I think, but I want your take first. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those that happens. It's, it's, it's clumsy. It's one that I wasn't sure whether you need to do, but it wasn't a penalty kick for me, Rob. I, I, I didn't think. I didn't think it was one of those, oh, we've got to look at it. Oh, we've made a massive mistake. I think it would have been a harsh call to give a penalty kick for that, for me, as, as I'm watching the game. I didn't feel unjust that something had happened. Yeah, agreed. I think the referee had an excellent game. 
yeah. And there might be people listening to, to the, the, but let's remember what VAR is for. And again, I, I, I keep yeah. saying this, but it gets forgotten so easily by so many people. Yeah. It's there to correct any ridiculous errors, basically, clear and obvious errors. The referee is in a brilliant spot. He's about seven yards away. Yeah. There's a little hand on the shoulder. Hand on the shoulder doesn't mean that the player has to go down straight away. Yeah. And not enough when he is right there staring at it. He says, no call. VAR looks at that. Yeah. Not clear and obvious area. Carry on, play on. End of story for me. And 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 we'll go. And that's what we're going. Making a big thing with people. I wasn't on really around social media. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe more so on the one in the second half on killing Mbappe. Um, it was Kimmich, wasn't it? There was a challenge inside the box again, left side. Oh, on the other Mbappe, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and Kimmich goes to play the ball, and there's a little contact on the on the heel again. Yeah. For me, same thing. The referee's in a good spot. He's there. He sees it. He's got the context of the, the energy, the speed of it, and, and, and the challenge. And he says no call. Same thing. If I'm VAR, yeah, not an obvious error. You know, we look at it so many times, Rob, in so many angles and so many slow motions. Yeah, you can see a, you can see a, a little bit of contact there. But is that what we want? Is that what we want? Every challenge, every coming together in the box for them to look at different angles and slow motions and lots of time. Well, yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? So, uh, again, if if, if VAR was for something different. Yeah. Clean obvious error's got to be look at it once, maybe twice and go, you need to see this again. Something else has happened. When we're looking 10, 11, 12 times, different angles, slow down. Oh, was the contact or not? As you say, the context of the game, the referee's got to be sure. He's got to make a call. He's got to be sure on that. And VAR's going to back that up and say, actually, you got this one wrong. Have a look at it. And and when they do that, that's fine. I I was the same. I didn't feel either of them were were worthy penalties. In in such a big game, in such a big contest, that that could change the whole outlook of where the Champions League ends up. Mm. I thought we were both cool. We still have a human human referee in the game, Rob. We still have a human. And and, and humans are going to make... Slight, uh, subjectively for some people, errors. Well, that's why VARs are for make sure it's not an, an awful error. So it just it winds me up a little bit about you know if if VAR's remit was different and yeah. it's like you know what we want to know if it's a penalty or not, no matter if it's a clear error. So we're going to look at all instances and, and we look at it and we'll look at it through a, a microscope. You know what contact? Yeah, technically, te- yeah, okay. If we're going to do that, then yeah, all right, maybe. There's contact on his, his, his heel. Yeah, maybe if he gives a penalty, yeah. So it's understandable. But when he doesn't, it, it's the clear and obvious stuff that we want to clear up. I, I, just, I just wanted to, to mention it again because yeah. we've got to remember. Let me talk about PSG, Rob, and, and you know, whether they, they'll be obviously disappointed that they didn't get the job done. Where are you in, in terms of, of Neymar and Mbappe? Can they stay at that football club? Can ask this football club move on from taking a step forward, getting into the, to a final, and go on and win Champions League? Is this kind of, is this kind of a tipping point for them, or do you see, as we've seen in the past, a little break up, selling one or two stores, maybe a new manager coming in, doing it again, and, and having another go? Well, you know, given what we saw afterwards and stuff, and and uh, you know. There's a lot of talk of we've we've taken another step getting to the final. Of course, they've not been one of those before. Mm-hmm. Um, there was emotions there involved with Neymar. Maybe the, the feeling is now they want to learn from this and get better and improve. And that might happen. They might stay around there and the club might not want to sell them and they might want to stay and, and roll the sleeves up and find a way to try and do it next season. Yeah, possibly. But for me, 
particularly for Mbappe, I'd love to see him move on. Just love to see him move on to, 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 to develop and to improve in a different environment, in a different league and not so easy ozy and they can win games in, in your league so easy. You know, come to a different league, whichever league that is, Spain or what, any other of the big boys yeah. and, and pit yourself against, you know, quicker, more intensive games, will improve his game. Neymar, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where. I'm not sure how successful in the Premier League would he be, Rob, given the intensity and or, or, or given the right manager in a, in a good team in the Premier League, he could, he could again go to another level. Is that possible? Could he go to another? Is he that guy that can, can a different manager. perform at that level with the right manager, with the right setup? I mean, I was thinking about it, him in some respects. Like, what's his legacy going to be uh, when he finishes football? Is it? Is it? He's not. I mean. He's kind of that Ronaldinho-esque mix, but probably not delivered quite as much as Ronaldinho did on the, on the big stage. Um, you know, he'll be the, the poster boy, the massive social media, the fashion, the music, and all that, you know, the new, new, new football. But in terms of real legacy, might he be wanting a little bit at, at the end of his career? Might he look back, he's got the money and he's played at, at the big clubs, but I think, I, will he have done enough? I don't think so. Not the look of it right now, Rob. And, and then you, you, I mean, in, in a game against the German giants in Bayern Munich, mm-hmm. and I look at some players like a Thomas Muller. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe it's a silly comparison, but, but the, the attitude of Neymar and that. Yeah. He wouldn't play in Munich's team, would he? He wouldn't really fit in Munich's uh, team. His football, I mean, listen, everybody's got their, their own kind of interpretations and, and yeah. wants with a football match. That people might want to see Neymar not be that bothered about everything else about the game and winning and being in a great team. They want to see the skills and the abilities. He's got tons of that, Rob, tons of it. I saw it firsthand in a, I went to watch a game at Foxborough Stadium in Boston, Massachusetts, where they played for Brazil. And I saw him score this goal, I almost took my breath away. Yeah, the, the, the pace and the accuracy and his little feet. I mean, it was stunning. Um, so there's no question that the, the talent that he's got. I, I argued with my son before the game. Yeah. I said, you know what, Neymar? He said, oh, what's Neymar done and everything else? And I said, listen, he's a flipping unbelievable talent. A fantastic talent. You know, you can't just say that he hasn't delivered in certain times. He, he texts me after the game, Neymar, fake news. <laughs> he's like, he's like... I mean, it's, it's just one of those, isn't it? I mean, for me, you know, watching how by, I just, I just, I'm more of a team guy. Maybe it's the way I played and, and that was that. So I, I didn't have the skills anywhere near the, the skills or the ability of some of the technical guys. But I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate this My Munich performance and the players within it and what they did with and without the ball and the flashy parts. I don't know. I don't see flashy teams winning much, mate. That's, that's what it comes down to. With flashy, there's always got to have the other side of it. You know, even your, even your Real Madrid teams had, had tremendous work, uh, defensive players and working players in midfield and defensively to go with their flair. So, um, yeah, I, 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 Mbappe, love to see him move on. Yeah. Neymar, I don't know. Who's going you know, to want the, the huge fee, the huge wages, and maybe a little bit of drama around their football club. Um, yeah, he's a draw in different ways. Probably sells more shirts and does stuff like that. But yeah. at years yeah. of age, you've got to start thinking. You know, he needs a Champions League crown, or he's going to have to leave Brazil to some success internationally to really be talked of it as a as one of the great players. Mm. Or you know, is he, is he that that next level down in, with all the ability and all things, but hasn't quite 
been able to pull it all together. But um, mm-hmm. disappointing for him, disappointing for PSG. But a uh, magnificent win for, for Bayern Munich. And um, we expect them probably strength to strength. Leroy Sane comes into the group. Um, we know they've got good recruitment. Um, is talk mm-hmm. about um, Thiago in, mid- in midfield. Uh, linked to Liverpool. Uh, I was asked after the game, hands a flick about it, and kind of joke that he, he'd be here, but in, in all honesty, he was, was probably saying that he doesn't know where he's going to be. I mean, that would be a huge coup for Liverpool and, and a big loss for Bayern Munich in the middle of the park. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I, I I think it's going to Liverpool. You know, mm-hmm. I know there's there's work to be done and, and negotiations between the two football clubs. He's got one year left on his contract. It's up to Thiago. If he doesn't yeah. want to sign a contract with Bayern Munich, and after this, they'll be hoping that they can persuade him to, to stay at the club and look what we've done. And you were fantastic again in the game. Um, but if he doesn't want to sign a contract, they've got to, they've got to take mm-hmm. some money right now this summer. And Liverpool have agreed a, a, a reportedly agreed a fee, or sorry, agreed wages with the player, but not a fee with the football club. Um, I mean, it, it changes Liverpool. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that, Rob, of course, into the new season. But Thiago, yeah. what a player. What a footballer. I mean, very rarely gives it away. Defensively better now than I can remember. Certainly his time in, at Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it changes Liverpool. We might see, if he goes there, I mean, it's, it's got to be a different looking team, Rob, in terms of what that midfield makeup's going to look like, what the balance, the blend of the team is going to make up, is going to look like. Maybe Jurgen Klopp will change the... The dynamics of this team from more of less of the, the the hard work and the energy needed for them to be at their very best to more of a, of a technical team that can, that will try and do it in a different way. That would be fascinating to see. But he is different to what they've got yeah. totally in midfield. Oh, absolutely, and, and and probably Klopp, you know, like Sir Alex back in the day, has won it. Knows everybody probably thinks they, they've got a measure of them, know how they're going to bring the game. Probably understands it at times. We, we're not always going to have that intensity. But um, Thiago gives them that absolute another option for midfield, and just, just I think it, it, if anything, just just adds to the pot, break, brings a different chemistry, changes the way teams will, will, will play it and line up against Liverpool, and, and those are the little things that they're important. And you know, all the signs that I, every time I see the uh, Liverpool training, uh, any little clips, look like they're really on it again, training hard, focused again, look like they're, they're back down in business. So yeah. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Although, we, we, let's take a break. 85 podcast is just a <laughs> break and get to um, get to next season. What did you like about just the, the format, Rob, of the, the Champions League this year? Of course, we know that COVID um, made it a different competition with a single game elimination. Is there any appetite on your side to, to make this a regular thing where either, either it becomes a bit of a tournament or the knockout stages become one game. I don't know how you'd figure that, whether it's home and away or a neutral venue. What, do you, what did you think about it? One there. So, home and away group stage as, as is. So, you know, fans get to see teams. Teams will travel. Part of travelling, I think, is part of the thing. You're going away to Galatasaray. You're going away to Inter Milan or AC Milan or whoever. So, you've got all those games that, that bring after. But I really have to say, Robert, I have enjoyed the one game whichever stadium it's played at, you know, we're going to win, find a winner tonight, move on. It almost becomes a bit tournament-esque and, and it's brought a little bit of excitement. I think you don't have to worry about the away goals or the first legs of games not being mm-hmm. as, as entertainment and as flowing. I know it, it goes maybe against the purists who want to, you know, say don't touch the competition, but listen, sometimes 
we fall on things. Sometimes things happen. You go, wow, this looks fair. For me, I love the long game. All on. It's a Tuesday night. You know, it's a, it's a last 16 of the Champions League and we're going to get winners. And it also means a little less football, which in some respects for these top players, has got to be a good thing. Yeah, our, our producer Jorge is getting all excited about a potential like a tournament, like you'd finish the the, this, the regular seasons earlier, mm-hmm. and all the best teams in the competition would would, would go away, and, and there you go. I mean, it, it is a fun prospect of all the best teams going away and doing all the games, having a big old competition like a World Cup, basically for club teams at the end of the season. I just, I, I don't think, you know, financially for, for, and is it fair, is that fair for the home supporters, Rob, that their teams would be playing in a, in a neutral little tournament venue somewhere? Um, I did like the one games, but then, you know, how do you figure out which it's going to be home or where? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go back to stick to my flipping traditional pragmatic uh, and want to see the best team. And, and yeah, sometimes first legs are a bit minging. They're a bit, they're a bit poor and, and not great. But but it's a, a two-legged, you know, their stadium, your stadium, to get to the final, the, the single game, of course. Uh, yeah, so I would probably decide to stick. And I think it probably will, Rob, when it will stick. I mean, you're for one. Yeah, more it's games, like more than at home and away and, and the finances that come from those games, the TV rights, obviously, that, that gives, you know, more mm. more matches and, and builds up to a one-game final on a neutral venue. So, yeah, I see it. But mm. I have to say, I've enjoyed the one game and, you know, you sit down yeah. and you know you can and me too. The next competition. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's been a great competition. Really played the top line. And Bayern Munich finished top of the pile. Well, just, just quickly, Rob, I don't know if you saw much of the Europa League final, so be a three into Milan two. Um, sort of weird day for Romelu Lukaku, who scored in the 11 straight, um, straight Europa League games and then uh, gives away an own goal uh, late on that ended up losing it for his team. I believe he didn't go up and get his medal, obviously disappointed um, in himself and, and for his team. Did you see much of the game? And, and just from Inter Milan's point of view, there's a lot of talk about Antonio Conte could be leaving. We know that football club managers don't stay that long. I, I don't want to be disappointed. I, I, I like what he's done. I, I like Conte. I like what he's done. I like the fire he brings, although people say he's a two-year manager and then, then players have had enough of him. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I mean, he just he just he just falls out with everybody, Rob. And and there's no question he, he's a he's a really really talented manager. Yeah. But every club he's been at, he's fell out with the board. He fell out with Juve, fell out with Chelsea, falling out here, hammering the board of directors, saying basically saying he didn't want certain players, uh, didn't want Christian Eriksen, wanted Atero Vidal. I mean, it looks like he's got he's got showdown talks. Probably going to leave the club. I mean, yeah. I, I, he, he is a flipping, he is, he does, he gets results, Rob, doesn't he? Yeah. He just does. Organisation, motivation, you know, tactically smart enough, pragmatic enough to get, get the yeah. job done. It's just, do you, would you, what, why is it? Why is it is the summit pisses him off at every single club that he's at and people piss him off and, and signings and boards and everything else and he wants his players and, I don't know. I don't know. In, in, in modern football clubs where they want to kind of control in some ways the players that come into their club, he, he wants to control everything. You know, and I don't know whether he's going to get clubs that, that allow him to have that sort of power in the big clubs to do what he wants to do every single season. 
he's like one of them old, old school managers who wants to be across everything. And, and yeah. the modern day coach is just the head coach who coaches the group of players. Yes, he'll have an input in, in the players, but you're right. Uh, it seems to be his managerial style. Um, he can get teams well organised. He knows how to win things. Um, you know, teams he, he, he goes to get success, but he comes with a little bit of baggage in terms of, of how he's going to be and how he's going to lead the football club. But you know what? He seems like one of them. I do my job. This is where I do it. This is who I am. Either like it or move me on. So we'll and see. Sevilla, what, what about Sevilla? I mean, uh, they won this a thousand times this competition or what? I mean, it's, in, it's insane. Yeah, six six wins, isn't it? Europa. I don't know. It's it's just crazy yeah. what they're doing in this competition. Lobotegi as well, good for him. Vindication or you know, a nightmare with the national team and Real Madrid and all that stuff. Uh, he was in tears afterwards. So well done, Sevilla. Blimenac, amazing. Yeah. Uh, how they they do so well in this competition. Um, yeah. yeah. Competition and there we have it. Yeah. In Champions League for them, disappointing for Inter. Just before we wrap up, mate, a couple of, uh, of recent, uh, news and notes uh, topped out there. Harry Maguire's been uh, captain of Manchester United. England's obviously big hope as well, arrested in Greece. How, how's this kind of affect his standing or, or, or not at the football club? And, and kind of news Manchester United could do without right now, isn't it? I mean, you know, important. Uh, Summer for them to get some the right player in to start to make the moves back to towards the top of the table. And your captain's in some situation. I think he's been released now on bail or something. But he, you know he's got to appear in court. And it's just embarrassing, really, isn't it, for, for for him and for the football club? Listen, it's, it's of course it's impossible for us to know what really went down there, Rob. But isn't it every blimmin' summer that 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 somebody gets in trouble, was in the wrong place at the right time. This, you know, he might have had to defend himself or, or a member of his family in this situation. Uh, there's talk of it. There were plainclothes police officers. I mean, I, we shouldn't get into the details, Rob, because we don't know what the facts are. It's all alleged and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it, it, is he in a spot? Is he, is he put himself in a position in an area that, that could risk people having a go at him or yeah, provoking yeah. him? They're going to know who he is, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to know. You know, it's all, it, it, it's all, and, and the English players seem to, to be close to it, Rob. Is that unfair? Do, do we, I don't know, some of the, 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 the star, is it a different culture? Do, 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 the British players, and, and we certainly experienced it, love, love yeah. a little blowout at the end of the season and go away to Spain or Greece or whatever and, and let off steam and have a few beers. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just seems that, that it's mainly the English players, Rob, that we see in the newspapers um, yeah. in the summer and, and it's not going to help him. You know, all the fun jokes and all that and the season will start. If, if, if he, he starts having a few bad games, he makes a few yeah, yeah. And, and all the jokes come back. It's, it's, it's kind of how silly stuff starts that puts pressure on his, his own personal game and his position as captain of the football club. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just puts under pressure. So kind of getting a sense of what he's like. I, I'm sure he's not a, a, a type to... To, to look for trouble, Rob. He's just found himself in a situation. He's in. He spent a couple of nights, hasn't he, in jail in yeah. a prison over there. Um, so it, it's unfortunate, and it's not good, and it will stay with him. That's that's the thing. Coming into the new season, he's going to need to play well. Absolutely, yeah. Something Manchester United want to get cleared up and, and dealt with quickly. So by the time pre-season starts, which won't be long uh, for, for yeah. him and his teammates, so that they can get him back and focusing on. Starting the season well because as we've seen, Rob, if you don't, you know, if you get off to a bad start, you, you know, you, you're not going to make that ground up now with some of these top teams. And top four is still going to be a challenge for Manchester mm. United, despite 
the steps they made last season. Let me ask one for you, my friend. Paul Pogba, yeah. still on Manchester United. Um, reports are that he's about to agree a new contract, which is a real turnaround. Yeah. Um, I guess he looked in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's eye and said, you know what, I'm, I'm with you. Should he be captain, Robbie Hill? Should he be captain? Yes, he should be captain. He's not captain material. Well, are you asking me or telling me? I, I'm telling you what I think. Why should he be captain then? Uh, because I think the level of responsibility added to his ability can take him to another level. Inspire him and get more from teammates. More than, okay. Harry, more yeah. than Harry Maguire can. So, so you're saying that um, the captaincy will help him yeah. improve and be better for the club and yeah. feel more responsibility and, and, maybe, and, and maybe do more in games and feel more responsible and accountable in games. Look after the young players and enjoy taking on the, the weight of, I'm Manchester United captain. I'm proudly a world figure in football and I'm the captain of, of, of Manchester United. And he's fitting to be a captain of Manchester United. It's good for United, mate. Good news for them. The poor Pogba yeah, wants to stay at the club. Yeah. Done something right. All he's, all he's you know, shown him with the signings and what he's looking forward to. And, and this, you know, this is the key moment in, in his football career, isn't it? These next three, four years are where he, he, he you know, this is a moment to, to, to get some trophies. To, to win. He's a great player. To be a winner, yeah. Yeah. So, I would. Yeah, next one. Thiago Silva is mm. going to turn 36 in about a month's time. Yes. Reports are that he's close to agreeing a switch from PSG to Chelsea Football Club. Chelsea. Tell me your thoughts. Interesting. I like what he brings in terms of experience, uh, understanding, top class know-how, uh, organisation skills. <clears throat> what worries me is the legs. The age, a little less. I think nowadays players can go as well, well look after all the science and nutrition and, 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 and staff around you. At some point in the Premier League, a centre-back gets exposed one-on-one -on -one down the sides of a pitch. You can have as many Champions League performances as you want. You can have many international caps if you want. When a Dormitore knocks a ball past you, your little legs better pick up. No, <laughs> you bang in trouble, mate. And that, that would be the worry, Rob. The speed, intensity, and the, the, the pace of forwards. If you, if you can organise around him, if you can get people around him, he might not get too exposed. And that's, you know, the Steve Bruce, old Steve Bruce days and, and, and players like those who were brilliant at, at doing that. John Terry probably was another great organiser in, in that football club. Uh, so I like the experience, a little worried about the athleticism. I, I shouldn't like it, but I do. Mm. given the youth around that football yeah, club yeah. both on the bench and the manager and in and the players and the defenders that they've got a lot of young defenders back there of yeah. course legs and pace will be a worry he's never been super super quick I don't think and I've seen yeah. him play a lot yeah. I just think if he's the type Rob and maybe Frank Lampard knows this if he's the type that would enjoy yeah. Uh, nurturing and helping and cajoling and organising and teaching as a centre-back in that club, mm. that that could be really valuable. Even if it's for one season. Yeah. Just the, you know, the likes of Tamori and Reese James as full-backs and where the position should be and, and different players that might come into this. Can't well. They can't be trapped. How susceptible they were. Remember the West Ham games and games like that yeah. where he you know, gets people back and doesn't allow them to all go flying forward. 
Yeah, so that, that might be what he can bring, you know, and, it, and it's like, you know, we've talked about it, I think, on previous shows, Rob, that, that Frank was a midfield player, Jordy Morris was a midfield player, a defensive coach. He, he kind of comes in as a player slash coach, mm-hmm. really, if he's going to be that side on defensive side. So I think it's interesting. I really do. Um, of course, we wouldn't expect him to play every game. But in terms of organising and don't do that, uh, Rhys James, you should probably be here or that's time to go or midfield players, don't get too far away from me. I want that protection. That might be a real help. So I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I think final one, we just talk about um, Arsenal also looking for centre-back. Uh, Gabriel from Lille, 22-year-old, big, um, really good player. I mean, good business for, for Arsenal addressing one of some of their defensive issues that we talked about, centre-back being a key position. Interesting. And we know that centre-backs, a lot of teams uh, want them. Mm. Um, I've had a look at him just on a couple of games and some clips online. Looks pretty good, mate. He's, he's uh, good in the air, as you'd expect from centre-backs. Uh, pretty, pretty good tackler, very left-footed, loves a sliding tackle, loves a, loves one of, you know, loves, loves a tackle basically in general. Um, loves a long ball. Pretty good passer out yeah, of the back yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, loves, loves the diagonal and also, lo- you know, not just that one. So it looks like he's got a bit of pace. He's 22 years of age. Isn't an astronomical fee. Um, I think it's a good signing. I think it's a good signing. When you, and you think of William Saliba, yeah. the player they've got from St. Etienne that stayed, I think it's about 30 million euros. Yeah. So probably a little bit over that in dollars. Um, young player, stayed at St. Etienne, I believe, for the season. Did okay. He's coming back as well. You start to see a potential different back line. And if that's one thing Arsenal needed, it's a, it's a, it's a different looking defensive unit. It seems that Socrates and Skojan Mustafi are on their way out. That, that's the kind of the vibe that, that I'm hearing a little bit. So yeah. a different back line. You're going to see another transitional season from Arsenal, Rob. Yeah. We, we saw that last year with Arteta. But defensively, they got to sort it out. And, and this signing... Uh, if it's confirmed yeah. um, with Saliba and, and other young players that have, that have stepped up, you know, again, it's taking a little bit of time, but I like it. I like it. Centre back was something they had to do, and um, I think United, Man United, were, were sniffing around Rob, weren't they? And, and Gabriel spoke yeah. to his agent and stuff, and maybe try to get in on the deal. But it looks like he's going to go to Arsenal. Um, yeah, David Luiz is still there, obviously Brazilian as well. Up from Sutherland, might work. You know, it might be a nice compliment to to maybe his yeah. lack. Of slight defence, so you know, all of a sudden, Mikel Arteta is starting to to see his influence on the club, yeah. and I forget he won the FA Cup last season, so he's got a, a trophy already back, and that will bring a little belief and, and, and confidence to his group. Yeah, and you've you've got players that are comfortable in wing back, and Hector Bellerin and uh, Kieran Tierney that's done really good recently at left wing back. It's, it could be all right. Either side, yeah. So, good start for good start for Arsenal, and, and they'll start believing again. You know, things are going that way. Listen, mate, I'm going to wrap it here. I'm up in the Napa region, actually, the wine region. I was going to say, what are you going to, what are you going to be up to the last yeah, few I'm weeks before we're back at it? The wine taste for the next 20-odd days before we get back to uh, Premier League. Do you, do, you, do you like a drop of wine? What's your favourite little tipple? You like the red stuff or the white stuff? I'm, um, I'm a red. I'm a, I'm a big, bold red. Oh, yeah. None of that flimsy Pinot noir stuff for me. I mean, make it big, make it bold, bring it on. You like the, you like the, the heavy reds. What else are you going to do? Is that it? A little chopping around Northern California? Yeah, I'm a little chopping around. Maybe, obviously, there's fires going on, but maybe see a little bit of the 
Yosemite National Park, Big Sur, that kind of area. Just do a little bit of that and then Lovely. head back down and then we'll be right ready for the season. So what about you? Anything planned? Well, you know me, mate, bit of golf. Um, and then a bit of golf. <laughs> a bit of golf now. We had a lovely, we had a nice little trip to Maine. Um, birthday's coming up in the Mustel house. My son and my own birthday is the end of August, towards the end of August. So, uh, that was a good hint to get you present. That was, was, was a timely one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah be nice, man. I heard nice, so, yeah. 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 So, no, no. Uh, so, yeah, other than that, I mean, it's coming around. What's it? The 12th of September is when yeah. um, we've got the first weekend. We've got a uh, first meeting today, NBC meeting yeah, today, ready for the, for the new season. That, yeah. So, uh, 85 podcasts back onto the conference calls back into the season in a few weeks mate love it bring it on bring it on alright mate we're going to call it a day there on the weekend when Bayern Munich reign as champions of Europe just too good in the end for PSG in that Champions League final we're going to take a break now for, for a few weeks and then look forward to the 2020-21 season which begins in 19 days time. <laughs> oh no 19 oh. days on September the 12th we'll do a podcast ahead of that big kickoff, previewing the season and then obviously the, the new teams coming in the Leeds United Leeds United the West Bromwich Albion and Fulham we'll talk about the teams at the top and who might win it and who the top four and who might have to worry about things so yeah look out for that podcast just ahead of that big kickoff. But for now, I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night. <laughs>